So many. If she has been collecting blood from the whole town, as well as the surrounding area, then it may be more than a simple food source for her. I should put an end to this as soon as I can. Get back here, dammit! You and I are done yet, you little bastard! Who is this idiot? Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. Dun, dun, dun. Punch. Oh, you punched my face! <laughs> you punched my face! You want punch my face! Man. Man? He'll have your head next. He's Andy. <laughs> Wait, what? That seems like a really bad joke. In your window. Yeah. Please. Stick it in your window? Let's stop it. <laughs> Please continue. Who's this idiot? It's Josh. Uh, what? Two, two in a row. That's pretty good for him. And I kind of feel like a young bamboo shoot. I'm Bill. <laughs> All right. You just had to go with the idiot, huh? Uh, I'm glad I preemptively punched okay, you. Okay. We have to have the idiot. Um, I, I I don't know why, but... The line about the bamboo shoot is, like, that was the one thing from the episode <laughs> that, like, I raucously laughed at like like i like i it got me right. it got me so much hi guys hi. hi hello welcome to tuning japanese how you feeling i'm feeling punched like in i the got face. punched in the face josh legitimately no you're fine you didn't hurt me that bad uh he legitimately I punched I me pantomiming in the face. And he, he turned face, into it his face was too close to my pantomiming uh hey we're here today to talk about episode two of one punch man so if it's one punch then why is there more than one episode Multiple people to punch. Oh, that's yeah. fair. Villains. Uh, the, the lone cyborg. He, he, he defeats any enemy with one punch, not every enemy with one punch. Yeah. He doesn't punch and then evil is eradicated. No, he even said in the last episode, like, I was, there was evil before I became a superhero and there's after, so I'm just worthless. Yeah, it's sad. Yep. It's just, he's a sad character. He's a sad dude. Sad. Good grief. He's legitimately sad, though. He's not like Simone sad, where I'm like, okay, just get over it. Like, he's sad. Quit talking shit about my Simo. I'm so... Sorry. Hot cup of Simo. <laughs> Leg slap kick. Ow! Something we're going to get into later. Legs up, eggs up. <laughs> so, before we get started with this episode of Gurdlock, not Gurdlock, on One Punch Man. What the fuck? Ah! Before we get into things, let's talk about some nerd news, shall we? Hey, Bill, you, you were talking about a really expensive fucking toy. Not a fucking toy. You showed me that in the it's group potentially, chat. It's potentially a toy. That was terrible. Oh, that was terrible. I thought you were going to say you could potentially fuck it. I mean, it is that big. So Bill, in our group chat, uh, for all the tuning Japanese hosts, uh, sent yeah, a picture. you will never see these. Ever. No, you won't see this ever. You can Google it, I suppose. Send a picture of a fleshlight with Unicron's face and they're like, oh, well, 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 well Unicron's planet-eating face. Let's, Fuck, let's, 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 uh. Fucking horrendously scary. Even Josh wouldn't stick his dick in that. Nope. Uh, so, we're not talking about... I've stuck my dick in a lot. <laughs> we're not talking about that today. You don't want your hot rod to open the Matrix in it? Oh, Jesus no. We are talking about... 
I do not have the touch. I do not have the power. We are talking about Unicron. Stop it, Bill. We're talking about Unicron and a really stupid, expensive Unicron toy. Yes. That isn't even going to pop. That, that's theoretically going to be produced. It's not even. I mean, there's, there's two of them. That's fair. Yeah. Haslab from Hasbro is apparently doing a um, Kickstarter-style campaign to bring us the largest Transformer ever made, a Unicron toy, uh, based on his appearance in the 1986 movie. Nice. Very nice. Um, Oh, it looks nice. I have the first version of Unicron that was made in, what, 2009, Mm -hmm. probably? It was... Somewhere around um, there. It was Armada. Yeah. So I think it was 2005. Something like that. Something in the the, the knots. We were in college. Yeah, and it was fairly large. It was fairly expensive. Yeah, I think it was the first time in over 20 years I was a a triple-digit figure. Mm Mm-hmm. But this will dwarf that one. Yes. That one is barely... Titan-sized. Yeah, it's barely Titan-sized. And right now, the biggest Titan I have is Fortress Maximus, who um, is currently squatting on on a shelf to be able to house him. Mm-hmm. This Unicron will at 27 inches. So we're talking two feet. Two roughly feet and the, Roughly the height of my daughter right Yes. Now. My Fortress Maximus is 23 inches tall. Right. So this will be 27 inches tall. Right. Like I said, it will be the largest toy ever produced by uh, for Transformers. Mm-hmm. There's two kickers to it. They, want, they won't produce them and send them out unless there are 8,000 backers. Nationally. It's not international sales at all. Okay. They want them by the end of August. <laughs> and this toy is nearly $600. It's like 540 No, it's like 580 something. Yeah, it was, it was absurd. It is nearly $600. Now, now, Bill, did you take a look at crowdsourcing thi- or crowdfunding thing to see if there was anything like a... I don't know, stretch goals or, you know, backer bonuses or anything like that. I found nothing on that. No, it's, it's just. Do you want this made? You get it or you don't. Um, I think they did okay with, um, there's some kind of Star Wars toy they did this with. Maybe Jabba's barge, maybe. I'm not sure. And and they were able to do it, but there are a lot more Star Wars fans who are a lot more fanatical than. Right. Transformers fans. Yeah. He's, He's got a point. It's cool. I mean, it's got, uh, posable. Not just posable mouth, but the teeth within the mouth are posable. The unicron I mean, mouth opens and closes. How many uh, points of articulation did they say it was going to have? It was like yes, yes, all of them. All, well, on average, them. on average, a uh, transformer toy has what six points of articulation? Oh no, they're way past that these these days. Yeah, now they're they're a lot more articulate. Uh, probably more like thirty. Okay, twenty eight, thirty, I mean, depending on. There's a lot of articulation. This is supposed to surpass. Eleven at the very least, depending on how you count things. But a lot of a lot of these are double, double jointed. A lot of these are double jointed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are ball joints. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you got butterfly joints. Not counting the transformation movements. Right. This is big. Literally. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, as I just said, it's the size of my two and a half year old daughter. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is awesome. Oh yeah. It's not $600 awesome. No. We couldn't afford it. I wouldn't have shelf space for it in my house. I also don't have... To, um, I mean, I'd buy its own table at that point. Yeah. You know, but I mean I, I mean, I barely have shelf space for the dozens of pops we keep buying. So how far along is it right now? I just checked, and as of right now, it is a, 
at a little over 1,600 backers. Okay. So it's not even a quarter Halfway. of the way. We still have about a month to go. Only Jesus. about a month to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I checked it between yesterday and today at roughly the same time. Uh, it's only jumped like 50 backers. Mm-hmm. At that projection, it's not... Yeah. It's not going to happen, but... I mean, I wish them all the luck. I hope it happens. It'd be amazing to see one if I ever got a chance to, but... Oh, it's a big ask. It's asking a lot. Absolutely does. So, if it yeah. was a, if it was a couple hundred dollars, it would be really hard for me to say no. Right. I mean, really, really hard. I know I'm a little more hardcore of a toy collector than you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you've um, gotten all but one of the Titans to date. That's been produced. That that's been yeah, released. You, yeah. I mean, I know you have designs on Omega Supreme, but that hasn't been released yet. You right. don't have Thrilling Thirty uh, Metroplex. Yeah, Metroplex is the only one I don't have. Right. Right. But you have all the other ones. You you have, I mean, I only have one Titan compared to, you've got, there's four Titans out right now. Five. Five. Yeah, because, yeah. I, because I don't have Metroplex. Yeah, four out I of have five. Four I have one out of the five. Mm-hmm. I have Predicate. He has, yeah, so. Well, speaking of crowdfunded things, uh, I meant to mention this on an episode of the actual podcast at some point. Uh, the Big Eye Small Mouth role-playing system, which we've been featuring in episodes of Tuning RPG, uh, is on its fourth edition. Yay. And it is currently being kickstarted, and it has been funded on Kickstarter. Their goal was twenty thousand dollars. They're already moving through stretch goals and continuing their funding as of right now. They What'd have. You pledge? Uh, I pledged at the sixty dollar level, which gave me the physical copy of the main book, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, I think another book as well. Cool. And then I think it was the naked. I think I get the I get the naked version, which is I don't I don't like the marketing of it uh, and the name, but essentially it's like um, what's the one with the pluses and minuses. Fate? Uh, fate. It's like Fate and Fate Accelerated. Fate Accelerated. Is so, like, yeah. that's the idea. It's like, it's a quick start rule set, like, with that oh. stripped down. Okay. Um, and that stripped down, they were with Naked. I don't really love that yeah. choice. It's a little, little, little much, especially because, like, the cover it has the exact same characters, but, like, with brawn panties and stuff on. We have over 770 backers right now and have uh, already amassed $67,000 uh, out of the over, wow. right? And that's 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 well over the twenty thousand goal. So, so what so what do these guys do when when they go over their goals? What do they do? They with that produce extra they money? produce additional stuff, uh with the Do they with, kick back and, and, um, and you know take big tax go you know Probably. Um but they're donate all, to charity so they get the tax breaks? I'm sure there's there's also um um they, they spend that money on additional stuff, the stretch goals. Okay. So you know, things like there's uh, a different type of lamination on the pages or on the cover okay. of the book. The PDFs are going to get released earlier, the, so that way they can push that out quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some dust jackets and some additional um, sets and books uh, and PDFs and, and other things that they're going to be cool. making. So, cool. uh, Very neat. Very cool. They're doing well. Uh, if you're interested, go check that out. Google uh, Big Eyes Small Mouth, 4th edition on Kickstarter, and back it if you want. They're not supporting the show. I'm just saying it's a really cool thing that we But they could. Well, they could if they wanted. Um, I got it. Are we going to remake the characters for Tuning RPG? I don't know. Does that mean we have to make new videos? No. Are we, are we going to play this in the, uh, the multi-dimensional place a character that exists format that I keep asking for? Maybe. Uh, any other nerd news from any of you before we move on? Let's get into this, dude. Let's get into it! The Lone Cyborg. The Lone Cyborg. Hey, Josh. Yes. It's your week. Yes. Damn it. All right. Go for it. We open with a normal and quiet day. 
Yes, it Saitama is. Saitama is doing some chores. <laughs> then there's just talking about a completely unrelated and no way to a uh, series of mosquito attacks. And no way is that going to have any bearing as on the Saitama episode. Get, as Saitama goes out to the porch, a news reporter of another unrelated and pending mosquito attack is about to hit the city of Z. Is yes. this a um, is this a case of Chekhov's bug? I think so. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one. Saitama is doing his monthly cactus watering when he's pestered by yet another unrelated mosquito. No worries. We see what he can do to big-ass monsters. Tiny-ass mosquito is no match for him. Um, hey, Jasmine. The fuck? Yeah. What was all his ass talk? Uh, apparently he cannot slay a tiny mosquito despite the fact that gods live in his fist. Yeah, he can't one-punch a mosquito. I don't think that's true. Though, <laughs> is it true? Though, Do gods live in his fists? I don't think so. Okay, it's, it's a it's actually a line in the in the theme song. Oh, well, that's why gods live in my fist. Something about fists and a god. All right, carry on. Though the animation for the mosquito sequence is at once impressive and not oppressive, with its use of slightly poochy esque lack of actual animation to demonstrate its like his actual amazing speed. You know the blur outs. Oh, and, um, and I the like still that. motion. I like yeah. that because it's Dragon Ball Z. He goes in Dragon Ball Z mode and he he teleports around trying to kill the thing. Right, and he can't do it. It's it's poochy esque, but it's done it's done great for such a very no. It's totally Dragon it's, Ball Z. Oh, so Not even good. poochy. It's, it's Dragon Ball so Z. Good. Meanwhile. That imposing cyborg-looking guy is seen in the city pursuing yes. a still unrelated mosquito swarm. Yes, the one that we uh, saw at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. While over the loudspeaker, we hear that this is threat-level demon. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did did someone decide to take a shot at the color-coded terrorist levels well, that happened after? It's accelerated. Yeah. Um, we get yeah. that. We get that later. Now, yeah. it, now it's a wheel. I bet it like goes like the the colors, and then sure. it's like demigorgon demon. <laughs> Um, All right. Gygax. All right. <laughs> 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 that level Gygax. Holy fuck. <laughs> I've killed him, I'm sorry. I've murdered him, I'm sorry, guys. Well, while we're waiting, we got the theme song. The hey. best theme song ever. No, that's Stray. No. That's, that's Stray. Sorry. sorry, Phil. Well, we fade in a lowly narrator well. Bandit? Pirate? Criminal. He, he's a petty ass criminal. Thesaurus. <laughs> Who ends up getting killed by a swarm of unrelated to the plot mosquitoes. It's true. So the mos- that, dude, that that scene is crazy. Yeah, it's great. Can we just take a second yes, to talk about this scene? So creepily animated. He's it's like, like horror movie. He's like, haha, this town is already evacuated. Who's I'm gonna- not afraid of mosquitoes. No, no, he goes, who'd ever die of a mosquito bite? And he gets legitimately there's a close up shot of his eyeballs, and you just see the lines of mosquitoes clutched to him. It's horrific. It, it kinda is. Yeah. I hate it. But it's so cool because they, they they fly off and it's a desiccated mummified corpse and they start it. flowing around a freaky they furry mosquito. Turn him into Eddie from Iron Maiden. There you go. He looks like straight up like Eddie There's from your Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden reference. That's my Iron Maiden reference for this episode. Yeah. So, but they do. They swarm around this freaky furry mosquito woman I'm pretty sure is having an orgasm while being being given blood. It's like Halloween and it's like sexy mosquito. Alright, dude. I am horrified yep. by oh, how... And horny. By how hot this character is. Hornified. And all You're the, hornified! I'm hornified! <laughs> and all the boob and butt shots, it's not helping! Yeah, this is like worse than the Yoko shots. I mean, neither than the sexual overtones, I just, just, just kill it with fire! Well, I mean... It reminds me from that lady from Excel 
who they would uh, constantly do like the the pan up shots and like stop on her butt, then go back. The the right. one that works for Kabu. T- yeah. Kabu yeah. Seriously, seriously, kill it with fire. Somebody better kill, kill it with fire. Um. Oh. Um. Josh. Uh, oh yeah, he does torture good. Well, our cyborg begins expositing information we already figured out and attempts to kill the disturbingly sexy mosquito lady and her swarm of unrelated mosquitoes. Yes. I mean, really, seriously, that's, that's one of the best points is he starts expositing like, oh, she gained a power-up from from the blood. and <laughs> Yeah, it's like, fucking weird. I don't get it, but like... It's 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 a point of, of I think they're satirizing the whole, they show it and then they tell it. Yeah. And right. you can already discern what's going on right. by seeing it happening. Mm-hmm. Which happens a lot in these types of animes. Yep. So our our cyborg guy, who we'll get to the name here in a little, in a little while, is voiced by Zach Aguilar. Meanwhile, Saitama still can't take take out one <laughs> stupid mosquito. Poor Pretty much Saitama. the expression on his face is, is mimicking what I just said there. Yes, poor Saitama. I feel bad for him here. With all of his might, he, although he can defeat any opponent. He just can't use that might to resolve a minor pest. His life's little problems. Oh, that's so good. Wow. Deep. That is really deep. I like that a lot. (laughs) So back to the action. Mr. Cyborg and the, why is she giving me an erection mosquito? (laughs) (laughs) You've got erections and worse. (laughs) They're having a well animated fight that leave both of them losing limbs. Yeah, so, like, she comes flying by, and she, like, hooks him, hooks his arm with, with her, her, with her, her, boscus, her, her horn. It's uh, proboscis, right? And, well, it's a protuberance. I mean, <laughs> it's supposed to be the proboscis of a mosquito, but. the top of her head is a mosquito's face. But a proboscis, technically, yes, would, she has a nose and mouth, so she doesn't actually have a proboscis. She spears the shit she out of it. She has a proboscis-shaped thing. And then she, she's like, ha-ha. And then he's, and then all of a sudden she's like, wait a minute, I have no legs. Wait a minute, why can't I stand on my own two feet? Oh, she gets those back later suddenly. We'll cut, we'll cut to that later. So the super sexy, despite my best efforts to deny such sexiness from my mind mosquito bitch, flees. And quote, right? we have an unrelated mosquito suck the local wild, wildlife. Yes. If you're hornier with her losing her legs, it's another problem. There's porn for that, I'm sure. Right. And of course, <laughs> you dodge that question. They're, 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 they're gonna they're gonna give her. I'm an idiot. Remember? <laughs> good quote. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so you know they're gonna give her a creepily sexier upgraded form in a minute. Yeah, because Dragon Ball Z. But before that disturbing reveal, Saitama arrives, still trying to take out his own unkillable mosquito <laughs> with a bottle of bug spray. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of Mr. Metal Junk and his detachable parts. <laughs> yeah. And I love that yeah, when I Saitama that runs up, he's screaming. <laughs> Saitama-, <laughs> Saitama is screaming, You and I are done, you little bastard! <laughs> Such and a good line. And he's got a bug, you know, thing of bug spray. It's and our, so and good. And Cyborg guy's like, Who's this idiot? Yep. Who's this guy? So, Cyborg dude. Torches the unrelated mosquito swarm. Yeah, because he's got like fucking, he's fucking Iron Man. Yeah. Like, right. he's well, got, yeah, he... yeah. Thus, revealing the aforementioned sexy against all logic and reason transformation. She gets her legs back. Yeah. Right. She's, she's red now. Right. Right. And I mean, she starts wrecking shit and she wrecks our cyborg guy who decides he's going to self destruct. Uh huh. 
that is <laughs> until Saitama bitch slaps a sexy creature into a satisfying and fulfilling blood stain across a building. That was funny as hell. There was a line. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, did I mention he's naked? Yes. Yeah. So, okay, there was a line, too, that we, we forgot to mention when Saitama and the robot arm man were talking. Yeah. Where Saitama says... Well, after oh, he, yeah, after, you should run! Well, no, that, that's good. But no, it's when he burned all the bugs and he goes... You made the bugs bug out of here. But, and then he, but then he follows it up with, but dumb, dumb. And I'm like, uh, yep. what? He's the main, he's the main character, so he's gotta have the one line. Oh, it's so good. But he, but dumb, dumbed himself. I know. <laughs> so the broken cyborg asks to be Saitama's disciple, who agrees, without realizing that we have made it to the break card. Oh! Yeah! Thanks for tuning in to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about One Punch Man. You're in the break card, and I want to thank you once again for being amazing and joining us on this journey in Season 5. Last week, you got to listen to an interesting episode of a Sailor Moon episode that we reviewed. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. Hopefully, if you have the means that you donated to Kyoto Animation and the recovery for those families that really need it, uh, that link is in our last episode for the GoFundMe page, so go check that out. While you're checking stuff out on the internet, head by patreon.com slash tuningjapanese where you can donate financial money things to help us make a better product. Don't know where my brain was going there. Uh, you can donate as little as $1 a month to get all kinds of bonus content like bonus episodes. You can get show notes. You can get physical rewards like buttons and stickers. You can help us pick what anime that you want us to review and dedicate it to you. There's all kinds of other great stuff aside from that on our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Hey, when's the last time I told you about iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is you're listening to this podcast and the importance of leaving a five-star rating and review? It feels like it's been a while. If you wouldn't mind, go leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, I don't know if you can do it on Spotify, wherever it is you listen to your podcast, because that helps other people find our show. It is one of the best and easiest ways, and we really, really appreciate it. It doesn't cost you a thing, but a few moments of your time to leave a nice little review and tell us what we're doing well and what you like about our show, and other people will see that and then want to listen to our show, and we'll grow our audience, and we'll have you to thank. So head over, do that, head over to Patreon. I'm rambling. I just want to get back into this review of One Punch Man. It's a weird anime. I hope you're enjoying it. Let's get back. Wow, welcome back to the break from the break card. We are back. Yeah, we're back. These episodes go quick. Yeah. So our cyborg guy is all repaired, and now that we're halfway through the episode, we get his proper name. It's Genos. So, you know, he shows up at, at Saitama's door and mm -hmm. well, he just Backs up that exposition Whoa, truck, Jesus man. Christ. I mean, he, he rel relinquishes the exposition okay. in probably one of the best scenes ever. This is a great scene. Yes. This mm -hmm. scene is fantastic. Let's, let's talk about the nuance of this so, scene. So, 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 Genos, we, the guy, he, he, he is led in by Saitama. Yep. He's like, just drink this drink and go, essentially, is what Saitama says. Yep. He says, I can't do this. I cannot be your senpai. I can't be your trainer and your mentor. Just drink it and leave me alone. He has some some innocuous questions. Very much just like hoping for a quick couple sentence response. And he goes and into his we, full backstory. We get a yep. Josh level description of something yep. that should be very simple, and it yep. turns into a paragraph, and then uh, and then a him. thesis. 
And then... I've got the whole notebook of backstory. Yes. yes. Memorize all these NPCs that I need you to memorize. Use them, use them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the shot, the shooting, the framing of this is yes, hilarious. Yes, which is really good. Because Genos it is, is going really on this whole backstory about being poor and whatever. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to the backstory. Well, I don't, that's the point. That's because Saitama isn't either. Yeah. It's, but we're, we're shown with very bland shots of, like, <laughs> the city. A, a, bug, pill, a, bug. a pill bug. A pill bug on its back. Yes. You know, Saitama just starting to get more and more agitated. Which, there's one point where his leg is twitching under the table, and you just, like, like very, just barely audibly, hear the thumping of his, right, of his right. knee against <laughs> the floor. And at one point, he's, Geno stops at, at a natural stopping point, mm-hmm. and Saitama's like, well, and then, and then Geno just, just continues on, and then Geno's... Been there. <laughs> don't know if you guys noticed this. But Genos' dialogue starts speeding up very subtly, like Bill putting his podcast to 1.5 speed. Yes. It right. starts increasing just subtly enough. And we go back to the shots of the, uh, like the birds flying off the building. <laughs> the pill bug has finally rolled up back on its feet and is so crawling good. away. And Saitama just screams at him. Yeah, he's you know, had, he's 20 had... words or less. Just make it tweet form. Yeah, he was, uh, he was definitely, uh, through with his shit. Yeah. Yep. I mean, how many times do we get this in in anime? We get a good quarter of the episode is oh, devoted in to anime. a backstory. Yep, in anime. In anime only. Mm-hmm. Only in anime. Yep. Hey, 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 hey. I've learned to d- drastically reduce my uh, my character exposition to half a paragraph these days. Now you do the rest of the things in life. <laughs> we cut to an evil lair. Yes, where there's there's some evil scientist guy talks about the death of that horribly sexy mosquito whore. Whoa, hey. hey now Dude, nice she, lady. Getting, she is she using getting... her sexuality to defeat the patriarchy and all of a sudden you're like oh she's a fucking whore she wasn't using her sexuality to defeat the patriarchy she was using mosquitoes to defeat the patriarchy <laughs> her sexuality was just there she didn't love the country, so she should have just gone back from where oh, she came from. Oh no, this is getting mega, worse. Mega, mega. This is getting worse and worse oh, and worse. Lord. Oh, let me show you my red Why hat. Why are you later. wearing a red hat? This is terrible. <laughs> Where did that even come from? Yeah, so from China. now on, from, from, from now <laughs> from now on, you hear of black hats, you hear of white hats, now there are red hats. Why is your belt buckle a Confederate flag? Let me just say something changed. Okay, I'm back to being a liberal now. I flipped my I'm <laughs> back to being a liberal now. <laughs> so, he decides he needs to send a menagerie of minions after Who is he? The scientist guy. I want you to describe him. He looks like your typical evil scientist. Black mm-hmm. hair, glasses, mm-hmm. lab coat. Uh-huh. Thank you. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's what I want. But he wants to take them. He wants. He wants. Oh, them. He wants to take. He, he kind of looks like grown up uh, Vash from uh, Gurren Lagann. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> that kid that was Vash in Gurren Lagann. He kind of looks like his grown up version. The kid who was Vash. Yeah. In Gurren Lagann. Yeah. What? Who's the kid? Forehead, who... forehead boy. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Rossio. Yes, Rossio. Thank you, Rossio. Yeah. Got it. Okay, I got it now. Yeah. Uh, you're right. It actually right. does look like him. Thank you. I finally I caught up. I didn't think that was that hard. I finally caught up. But once again, our scientist guy decides to send a menagerie of minions to go get uh, Jet, or Saitama to his house of evolution, which is a mystery full of changes that no one sees. Clock makes a fool of history. Stop it. I got the reference. Stop that. <laughs> As Saitama and Genos discuss Evolution their... is a mystery! Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was quoting Line in the Sand. Man, I don't know that lyrics to that song. I know. <laughs> 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 
evolution. That's all I know. I mean, so we go back. It's to Libby, man. Yeah, Saitama and Genos are discussing their future uh, as a uh, master and student. The only lyric in Ace of Spades I know is Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. <laughs> well, you know, when the minions al- arrive and the fun begins again. Wait, well, this is weird. But, like, even for this anime. It is weird. So, first off, a weird man of sky shows up, about to introduce himself, but Saitama immediately just decks him and knocks his head off. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> yep. To which the other two are like, oh shit. <laughs> Whoops. Um, what, what what happened to him? I don't see him psychic. Yeah, they're anymore. outside. They're yeah. outside the it's building. It's a slug guy and a frog guy who eventually get dispatched off camera. What's interesting is, and what I find interesting, and I don't know if it breaks it, they are beat up by Saitama. And pushed into the ground, but they don't die. No, no, that, that so does he not punch them though? He like, doesn't he, he like, stop them? He must. We don't. We see it off camera. Yeah, yeah, I think he jumps on them. So I guess yeah. there are moments we see him kicking. He but, can like, pull that punch. You never see, I don't think he's seen him pull. He's never seen him pull a punch. I think he jumps out and kicks them because he does that to the mole people too. Well, we don't. Okay. But, but I said it's it's off screen because we, we see Genos some training the king. Super- he like jumps out yes. and like curb. Uh, he, does, he, he does some like yeah. uh, leg sweeps too. Yeah, he does them. some leg yeah. sweeps too. But but the thing is, we don't see it actually happening because we see Genos do the superhero landing, and right. as he's doing the superhero landing, doing the whole pose, you know, we see that Saitama's already taken out the frog guy and the slug guy. Yes. Then there's an armored ape robot and a knockoff Leomon and a mole man. Who grabs Saitama and drags him into the ground so that only his head's sticking out. <laughs> to which he, he makes that quote about feeling like a bamboo shoot. He actually seems to enjoy this um, planted state mm-hmm. for a moment. He does. It's cool down here. It's cool <laughs> down here. But also very comforting and warm. Yes. Like the fists are flying. I didn't There's exposition right. as well yes. being, being tossed around. We learned that. The knockoff Leoman is a uh, um, mm-hmm. is the Beast King. Yes, we learned that the armored gorilla is armored gorilla. I mean, not that much. Oh, you know, yeah, he's not, just, not not very. I'm so a lot gorilla. of a lot of kings in this anime. Yeah, yeah. yes, there is kind of a almost feels a subtle like kinship with like the Beast Men, right? From Gurren Lagann. Yeah, I could. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's intentional, but yeah, kind of. Like, I could see some some like. Carry over there. So, you know, Beast King decides he's gonna rip apart, uh, Saitama, who gets out, first gets out of his hole, which freaks out Ground Dragon. Yes. yes. They call him Ground Dragon. And he's like, I'm gonna tear you apart. And he's like, oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got dirt he's... in my special pants place, <laughs> is what he said. He's literally cleaning out his belt. And, my and... special <laughs> pants place. Right. And third party Leomon is just looking at him like, what the fuck? And then he decides, okay, you're done? Yeah, good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna claw you to death. And he starts, you know, doing his claw attack, and Saitama is just lazily dodging. Yeah, he's, he's doing the drunken master kind yeah. of thing. Wonderfully animated, lazy dodging. Well, it's really good. And he like, well, he carves up the uh, the slug and frogman. Yep, they're dead. And then, of course, he starts pulling back, and he starts telegraphing his his special move, and you know, like Beast King, bloody roar or something, something. like that. And Saitama, I remember comes, that game? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I love that game. <laughs> And Saitama counters with probably the most devastating maneuver ever, consecutive normal punches. Which yes. he says just so plainly. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of swings his and, fist several and it, times. And yep. he explodes him. And then Ground Dragon's like, oh, fuck this! Yeah, no, he takes <laughs> he, off. He goes to get though. But my, I think my favorite part of the whole episode, we get the shot of him going down into the ground next to him. And it's just this creepy fucking look of his face. All you see is Saitama's face. And Not even goes, like his whole yep. head. Just the face. You. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> I love it. And then, well, 
logical progression here. Ground Dragon get got grounded. And then finally we, we get back and, and Genos has eliminated the Arma uh, Gorilla eventually in the time that Saitama took to oh, take out four Genos's, guys. Genos' um, backstory does have to do with a crazy cyborg, cyborg. that destroyed his yes. family. And so when he saw that cyborg gorilla... He went nuts. He wanted to see what was up. Right, yes. right. Also, I'm wondering if this house... of You said something about the Beastmen. Mm-hmm. I kind of took this whole House of Evolution thing as the high evolutionary from Marvel. Oh, very nice. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. I could see that. So, when the gorilla dude realizes how powerful Saitama is, because of course, like most... That's who made Rocket. Yeah? Huh? That's who what, Rocket? Made Rocket. Yeah? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Cool. Hmm. So, are we going to get Counter-Earth then? Because that's where high... (laughs) (laughs) Counter-Earth? Wyatt Earth. Wyatt Earth. <laughs> counter Earth. Do you think Counter Earth will, will? Well, if we're doing multi dimension stuff. Yeah, but Counter Earth is literally counter to our Earth. Uh, I, I know, but you know, we're doing cosmic and, and yeah. dimensional stuff, so who Maybe. knows how they're going to do it in MCU. But right. Armored Gorilla is like, huh, well, you can't defeat Beast King, who's the second most powerful, <laughs> where I'm the third. And Saitama comes up holding up Beast King's eye and goes, oh, like this guy? He goes, and he stop. He drops the the robot voice. He goes, "Oh, I'll tell you where where the house of evolution is. Full yeah. of mystery. We're no full of changes that no one sees. Clock makes a full of history. God damn it!" And they're like, "Wait a minute. Why did you stop talking like a robot?" He goes, "Oh, I only did that because I thought it was cool." <laughs> and that's it, right? That we hit the credits, and then we go to a final scene. Yes. Of our evil scientist man walking from his from his lab or you know wherever, mm-hmm. and there's murmuring going on, and he <laughs> finally stops and he looks and he goes, "What's going on?" And they're clones. Harumph. And Harumph. they're and, yeah, they're all they're all like meh. Harumph. And that's I, it. I got like a weird vibe there of like the creepy scientist from Excel. I don't know why. Like I just feel like <laughs> that's like something he would do. Like just right. make a bunch of robo versions of himself to have sex with the Robotmatsus. Oh. Yeah. Next episode, the obsessive scientist. Yes, that's episode three, but that's next time. That so, is. Uh, before we get there, though, we got to talk about this episode, which is episode two, the Lone Cyborg. Josh, it was your episode. What do you think? I love how it riffs on the crazy amounts of of exposition that gets dumped in a single episode about a character mm-hmm. or a thing, or even to the point of where they ex- literally t- do a turn to the camera and explain mm-hmm. what we just saw, even though we. Figured it out for ourselves because we're intelligent people. I think that um, as far as the commentary that it makes, it's brilliant. Saitama's reaction to Genos just giving him his full backstory and the subtle way that they sped up his dialogue to get to to the point was fucking brilliant. I loved it. Uh, and I thought this was a fantastic episode. This and the first episode were just far beyond so hilarious, and I loved it. Uh, yeah, a lot of good humor. Fight scenes were Fun. I don't think I'm worried that you know, like the fight scenes are gonna are gonna get kind of samey. I'm hoping that's not the case because I didn't really care about these villains, the the animal villains at all in this one. But uh, that's the point, though. Yeah. I, I get it. No, I get that. So that I think that half of it dropped my interest quite a bit. Although there were a good couple of uh, funny moments in there to kind of pull me back in. <laughs> I think the character of Genos is interesting, but not that interesting. So I'm interested. Hopefully, he'll they'll they'll play up on the whole like master thing a little bit more. Because if they do that, then I think it'll be more interesting. Here, um, here. As of right now, I'm I, I, he's kind of annoying. And, Andy, do you want do you want a quick quick analogy about Genos, really quick? Okay, are you gonna ruin Genos worse? No, okay. Krillin. Krillin? Uh okay. I could kind of see it. I could kind of see it. Yeah. It's 
I like the the comedy bits again. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm still I don't really the the leading toward this sort of like House of Evolution doesn't seem it seems like it's going too quick. It seems like we're gonna deal with this problem and then that's it. All the little build up. I don't know. I haven't watched it, so I don't know where it's gonna go. It's it's just worrying me that maybe it's going a little too fast. Oh my god, he's hit on it already. Run. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's fun still. I'm enjoying it still. But I just don't see the longevity of this at all. I just don't see it. I can't see it from where I'm at right now. I really honestly can't. You're seeing the forest for the trees at the minute. Okay. Well, maybe. As long as we don't get an anti-spiral uh, villain that completely just comes just, out of nowhere just, and pisses uh, me off, no, no, then I'm and, fine. Andy, Andy, it's not that. It's okay. not Gurlagon. Okay. I'm not saying I don't like it, because I do like it. You it's did just... like your Gurlagon for the most part. Uh, I wouldn't say 50, that. 50 No, I wouldn't say that. I would say the, the trick maybe. there is that it stops being about fighting. Mm-hmm. The fighting is incidental to the situations that happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Right now I can't see where it can go anywhere that's not fighting. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Because yep. the way they've set it up, it's like, well, here's a monster of the week that's just going to get punched, you know? It, it does not continue that way. Okay. Right. You are seeing a lot of setup, though, too. I think the, the by the fourth episode, things start coming. I think the fourth episode's where things clicked in for me. Okay. Give it, no, I am. I'm giving, I'm giving it time. I'm just, well, I'm just telling you honestly from where we're at right now. That's I mean, what we're doing. What He's going to give it time. Yeah, he has to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've committed to this. Yep. Uh, Bill, thoughts? This episode's letter of the day was all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, beast men are kind of a, a trope in anime. He had to fight him at some point. I think it was some interest in what we saw. I mean, the the lion guy was not as interesting as the other ones. Yeah, Discount Leoman is is definitely not right. I mean, but I think it's the whole idea of it of hey, look at this really cool animated character and really cool design, but he's nothing. Right, and yeah, I think in a traditional anime, Genos would be the main character. He would have the complex backstory and the angst and the pathos mm-hmm. and the the upgrades and the striving and the. Being beaten and struggling and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what his point is. His, okay. His shtick. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it gets played up more. So I think if any... Does anyone have anything else to say before we close out this episode of The Hero's Lawn the Best Man. Theme Song Ever. Uh, eh, that's all right. Esophagus. Thank you. Wait until you see Moomin. You'll like Moomin. He will, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I made some notes in there about Moomin Rider. Is that the one that uh, Superfan Matt met set up? Yes. my favorite character? Yep. Okay, yeah. fair enough. You will love Moomin. Moomin's my favorite. Okay. Well, we do get, um at the end, uh, Mosquito Girl does uh, give us our recap into episode, or our preview, rather, to episode three. The Obsessive Scientist, but that's next time. Bill, take us out of here. No. What? <laughs> what do you mean, no? What do you mean, no? And we'll see you next time. No, 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 stop it. Take us out of here, Bill! This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime, and I feel like a young bamboo shoot. I'm Bill. You're so weird. And who is this idiot? Wait, are we talking about me? Uh Oh, I'm Josh. And I'll have your head next time. I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. Buh-bye! It's off, I guess. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. 
Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. You actually showed up. Uh... Genos! Sensei, sir. Could you lay off all the sensei stuff? Yes, master! Not master either. Have your drink and go home. I'm not looking for disciples. Wait, you're back in one piece? Indeed. My body is mostly mechanical, so my parts can be replaced. You're an odd one, aren't you? What kind of parts have you installed on your body, master? Don't use any. But what about the skin-colored armor on your head? Yeah, that's just my skin, dude. That's odd. You appear far too young to already be bald. So I'm bald! What's your problem, huh? My problems? You are asking me to list each one of them? Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Four years ago, when I was 15, I was still a real human being. You heard me say no thanks, didn't you? Though we were poor and had to pinch pennies, we were still able to get by. We lived a peaceful and happy life together. Until that fateful day, when a crazy cyborg went out of control and attacked our town. We never knew why it happened. Most likely, a failed body modification generated an irregularity in his brain. He destroyed everything in sight. Parks, schools, buildings, my house. He even took the lives of everyone in my family. Miraculously, I survived, but being only a weak 15-year-old, I was alone and at the end of my strength in a ruined town. That's when Dr. Kuseno happened to pass through. The doctor, a scientist for justice, was on a mission to stop the rampaging cyborg and end his oppression. I asked the doctor to give me body modification surgery to make me better, stronger, faster. That's how I was reborn as a cyborg who fights for justice. I promised Dr. Kuseno I would terminate the evil cyborg and return peace to this world. Huh, I see. It's been four oh. years since that day. At 19 years old, I'm focused and driven. I wander from town to town eliminating evil. The monsters and criminal organizations I have destroyed are numerous. But I have been unable to locate any clues about the insane cyborg and have become increasingly frustrated and restless. I find myself chasing a virtual image of that cyborg whenever I face my enemies. Then last week, when that mosquito monster appeared, I let my concentration slip and paid the price. I thought I could lose to no one but the rampaging cyborg, so I neglected to analyze the data on my opponent and rushed in headlong to confront her. The result, as you know, was that an enemy with immense strength bested me. If you had not been in the area, Master Saitama, I would have undoubtedly been destroyed. Master, you saved my life that day. The life that was once saved by Dr. Kuseno many years ago has now been saved yet again by you, Master Saitama, and I feel the weight of that responsibility. I must not allow myself to die before finding and destroying that cyborg once and for all. And to achieve that, I have to continue fighting evil as a righteous soldier until that fateful day comes when he appears before me. I need to get stronger! Last week, when I saw what your punch was capable of, I knew immediately that I had to study under you as your disciple. If only I could be as strong as you have become. Such awesome power. I have an old enemy who must be defeated at all costs. Though the battle is not for me alone, it is for my entire hometown, and for Dr. Kuseno as well. 
I fully realize I am still inexperienced. But now more than ever before, I need incredible strength so that I can eradicate the greatest of evils. Dr. Kusama is a man who- ENOUGH, YOU IDIOT! Shorten this stupid story to 20 words or less!